Blog Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Twins. Ladies and gentlemen, guess what it is? It is Monday night, 89.1 Ken's FM, and we are here live for you, and we are here to entertain, and we are here to talk about whatever this show wants to talk about. We go from here, we go to there, and we go everywhere. Speaking of going everywhere, let's go all the way out to Via Radio to Arkansas right now with Granny Hulkster. Are you there? Yes, I am. And we'll also go live via studio to Fargo, North Dakota, where we have... The Modern Nightmare Matthias, are you there, sir? Yeah, I'm here. All right, and we have me, your host, with the most, Icon, that is me. And we are here on 89.1 Ken's FM, Attitude Era Live Monday, live Monday, every Monday night at 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time to entertain all the masses listening all over the Fargo-Moorhead area, all over Arkansas, and all over the world. We are here to entertain. We want to thank you for listening, and we have a big show tonight, and we are going to talk about who we have on. Uh, We're going to have uh, Christopher W. Norris. We're going to have Deborah Voorhees, and we're going to have wrestler Morgan Mercy, and I'm sure that'll be a great little uh, tidbit for all you wrestling fans that are tuning in. And for all you Hollywood uh, actor and actress likers, uh, the next two interviews after that will be very fun for you. And uh, as we're talking here, let's uh, see what's uh, up with Granny. How are you? I'm okay. I had a good weekend at Ozark Mountain Wrestling. It was a great show and just ready for another great show tonight here on 89.1 Kins FM. And uh, Matthias, how about you? How was your weekend? Did you end your week? Did you do any wrestling at all this week? Well, uh, unfortunately, no. I did not spend a great weekend at Ozark Mountain Wrestling because Granny has yet to bring me down there. Uh, I don't know if she's afraid or what's going on in that. Uh, no, I don't make those. But, uh, I don't make those decisions, Matthias. I'm not the promoter. Well, I, mean, I don't make those decisions. Well, how much are you paying to keep him off the card? I was going to say, Granny has quite a big influence down there, according to her, every single week. So, I mean, she hasn't, I don't, I don't think she's probably mentioned. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? Yes. But anyway. He, he, knows about <laughs> you. he knows about you, Matthias. He knows about you. I, I think, Trust by me. the he way, Big Swing you. is listening, by the way. Yes, well, Big Swing, you are. Touchdown Raiders! Okay, Big Swing, I told you once before that is totally uncalled for, especially right now, so do not even go there. Unless you really want to see Granny get unless you want to see Granny get really mad at you tonight, do not uh, go there. Granny unfortunately Granny's Chiefs are down twenty to ten right now in Monday night football. Only because of lousy referee calls. They don't know how to how to properly call they they call roughing the passer on my Chiefs when it was not roughing the passer. It was plain, simple, fumble, and sack. And that's what it should have been, not a roughing the passer call. Thank you well, very look, much. If anybody and, knows about bad referee calls uh, when it comes to their team, Matthias and I 
know exactly what it's like to have your team lose a game because of a bad call. Right, Matthias? Well, yeah, you know, referees always seem to have their favorites. It's like in the wrestling ring, you know, nobody likes me. Nobody wants me to win. So Granny probably hired the referee uh, to count me out that one last Saturday or the one Saturday match I had in the boot camp brawl. But anyway, let's, that's a, uh, that's a different story for a different time. Cause I mean, I know everybody, nobody likes me. Nobody likes my Vikings. Nobody likes, you know, I mean, at least I could say I played in us bank stadium and got a win, a clean, fair win. Um, well, that's not true though. I like you, uh, you know, and, uh, I, I do like you so much that I am working on getting you bookings, uh, in other places other than around here. So I am working on that due diligently for you. And I appreciate it. As a matter of fact, uh, well, we have a, a promoter coming up in a couple weeks. I'm going to save that for now. But uh, we have a promoter in a couple weeks that I'm going to try and get you uh, hooked up with. So I think that would be uh, an interesting uh, deal. And, uh, of course, NDSU is uh, one again this weekend. And Ohio State won again this weekend. Uh, they are now second in the poll, Ohio State is. And, of course, NDSU is number one in the polls in their divisions. So it seems like everything seems to be clicking right now for the teams that I pull for and the teams that Matthias pulls for. And, uh, well, Granny, like I say, it's it, it's the third quarter. You have a great quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. And we're, getting, we're in the red zone right, right now. now. Get, oh, I'm I'm not. I'm not. And we're in the red zone getting ready to score a touchdown. Well, you better but tell Mahomes there to start they, throwing to they should have. They should have called pass interference on that last penalty call against the Raiders. It was pass I mean, you interference. Sh- you, should be, you should be telling your little Mahomes boy there to stop passing to everybody else and give it to Schuster. I need some fantasy points. Right, right. But anyway, yeah, with my uh, with wrestling coming up, I uh, I went down to Mandan and trained for about five hours uh, last weekend. It was a lot of fun. Got to do a lot of cool things. Got to work with some people and help them out in their future careers and whatnot, as I always do. Then I went home for the day and just got to see the folks and you know go drive around my hometown for a little bit. And then I came back Sunday to just. Uh, chill out, watch the Vikings win, and then do some laundry and get ready for work today. Unfortunately, and now I got to be here for radio. So, well, you know, I'll tell you, it's uh, it's awesome that uh, we are here and we're waiting for our first guest to call. With the, you know, basically the format on our show is always the same. The first 15 minutes, you know, we do introductions. We have a guest at 9:15, then we have another guest at 9:45, then we have a big guest at 10:15. And then we sign off, and then we tell you all to join us next week. The format does not change on the show here. But with that being said, there is more stuff on the horizon coming up for our show. I can't reveal all the stuff right now, but it is going to be big. We're, we're, I mean, we're big now, but we're going to get bigger. What do you guys think? Well, you know, it's always hoping for the best for the situations that you're in and the, the podcast or the whatever situation you're involved in, whatever group you're involved in, whatever show, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You always want to see growth no matter what it is. And, I mean, I know the show grew really big when you guys decided to have me as uh, your guest host here in studio uh, each and every week. I know my intriguing uh, intellect about wrestling and horror has probably brought a lot more fans out to your show a lot of my friends have tuned in because of me being on this show. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we'll just make it grow even bigger as uh, time goes by. And, you know, 
to be honest with you, that is not too far-fetched, that statement. We have had a lot of uh, intrigue with uh, you, and as a matter of fact, I don't know if anybody knew this or not, whether anybody cares or not, but we did take a poll and uh, of who, you know, who fans liked uh, the most, the least, whatever. Uh, Granny came in at 70%. Uh, Matthias came in at 20%. Uh, Big Swing came in at 0%. And I came in at a negative, so uh, so apparently you guys are the ones that are keeping this place together, and I appreciate you guys. You know that. Well, I mean, with Granny decides to just continuously ramble on about you know Ozark Mountain Wrestling, which she never invited me to, she hasn't brought me on yet, and with the intellect and the intrigue about horror movies and wrestling that I get to talk about and stuff like that, it's always interesting to hear new subjects, especially with the new the new people that come onto the show and stuff like that. So I mean. Me and Granny really got to carry the team somehow, some way. But it's mostly me. But, I mean, the fans probably like Granny because, you know, she's old and she's got to have uh, one more big thing to uh, look forward to and being the number one on the show, apparently. Well, you know, and uh, the, the interesting thing, how you say that, is, you know, Granny's been, uh, Granny started out as a caller like I did. And look look at – I'm not going to go over the history of the show because uh, fans get tired of it, but we have – been on a tear since we started this show six years ago i remember our first show was after uh and matthias you'll have to remember this because you know uh i've never taken a chair shot but you think i have it was at wrestlemania where triple h uh came out on the bike and uh yep and um uh, cedric man was wearing that leather whatever thing you want to call it yep uh what wrestlemania was that that had to be Oh, uh, what year was that? I'd have to re. I'd have to re. I think it was twenty. No, it was on the twenty. Was it? Yeah, it was like twenty nine. I think maybe was it twenty nineteen or no, like WrestleMania twenty nine. Oh, oh, okay. All right. I think maybe. I mean, I, I remember. I'm trying to think of who he faced. Was it? Wasn't it when it was him versus Roman? Right. I believe, and that had to be. Uh, when was that? It was the year before Raw, or I think it was the year before Roman faced Taker. Right. And that had to be, maybe that was 33. Maybe that was more recent than I thought. Well, I know I was still at, uh, I, I know I hadn't uh, left my one uh, job across that was across the street from my apartment uh, yet. Uh, so um, I, I, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, that was when the, the show started the Monday after that. And we did, I called in and they had Buff Bagwell live here in Fargo with Scott Steiner. Yep, and, I was right. It was 33. Okay, so that's when it was. And how long ago was that? That was 2017, five Jeez. years ago. Jeez, so uh, our six-year anniversary will be that Monday after WrestleMania then. Yep. Awesome. So anyway, so enough of that stuff. We're just waiting for our first guest to call, and uh, that will be uh, Morgan Mercy. She's a uh, independent wrestler, and she's going to talk to us about her career. And Granny, you mentioned that uh, you have uh, you did a show this you were at a show this weekend. Uh, how many uh, matches did you see this weekend? Oh, there was probably about eight matches in the show. You know, about two and a half hours, and and I had the pleasure of getting to walk my very good friend Moonshine Mantel to the ring for his match against Mike Anthony. Even though Mike Anthony decided to uh, 
jump over the top of the ring rope and attack Moonshine Mantel before the match officially got started. Sounds like Matthias is kind of wrestler. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, jumping people from behind. Oh, sorry. I was kind of I was looking at something. I had uh, I was looking at some entrance things, but uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, it, when people like to get mad at me for that, uh, it's because you know, as I always say, well, one of the best heels in North Dakota or in uh, not North Dakota. Well, North Dakota history is me, but in WWE history it would be Edge, and he was called the ultimate opportunist. So whenever a opportunity presents itself, like you know, when I took Bullet Bronson's mask or I made Shane Foster retire and took the APW World Heavyweight Championship, you know, you know sometimes you benefit from uh, doing what you need to do as a person. And, with, you know, all that uh, with all that said then, uh, since uh, uh, you force him to retire, that means he can never step back in the ring. I mean, uh, you know, there's been retirement matches before, and we know how those have turned out. I mean, Ric Flair was supposed to stay retired, but uh, he just had his second or fourth or whatever last match it was. Yeah, I mean, like with the whole retirement shtick with that, you know, a lot of wrestlers like to say, "Oh, I'm done for, I'm done for good," blah blah blah. But uh, according to Shane, when uh, he posted his little video on his Facebook page, he sounded pretty done because of how embarrassed he was after I uh, took his title from him, and uh, he says he no longer wants to step in the ring. So I have a, so uh, apparently now I've got a bigger target on my back in All Out Pro Wrestling. And everybody seems to want a gun for me because I apparently took out one of their favorite superstars or whatever. And did you have any events coming up this weekend? Unfortunately, no. Uh, I'm waiting for Ozark to call me. Um, but anyway, I've been uh, well, just kind of just taking my own time. I will message. I will message the promoter right now, Matthias, and have him get in touch with you. Excellent, excellent. Finally, we get some progress. But anyway, uh, my next upcoming show that's uh, that's around here will be for Belosia Wrestling, uh, October 23rd in Wapiton. And then November 19th, we've got one near Duluth in Belosia Wrestling. And then November 25th will be Black Friday uh, for the Elite Wrestling Initiative, where I will defend my uh, EWI Diamond Championship Um the venue has changed, so I gotta, I'll have to let you guys know when and where I find out whether it's going to be at Purgatory or it's going to be in Kildare or wherever. And then the next big show after that will be December 17th for All Out Pro Wrestling, where I will defend my APW World Heavyweight Championship in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Well, that sounds like fun. So we're just waiting for our first guest to call in, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll just uh, talk things up until then. However, uh, you know, Granny, you got any uh, interesting things coming up this week? Uh, not this week, but next week is Wrestling for a Cause 11th year anniversary show. I can't wait for that. That's going to be a huge night for Wrestling for a Cause. I tell you, Tim Rockwell, the president and founder of Wrestling for a Cause, this man, what he has done for, and the workers, what the wrestlers have done for this organization the past 11 years, helping these families with kids fighting childhood cancer, you know, just bringing a smile to these kids' faces, you know, at a, at, at a wrestling show. I mean, the cartel and London Calling, Richard Pierce, Stevie Caballero, 
as I said a couple weeks ago, what you all have tried to do to Tim Rockwell and Alex Royal, you boys, especially after the last show a couple weeks ago in Wagner, Oklahoma, you all have totally signed your death wish, gentlemen. I mean, wow. they have they have laid it on they have laid it down on the line that basically there is a there is Tim's team, there is Stevie's team, and apparently the winner of this particular five man tag team match basically Tim's presidency is up on the line against Richard Pierce's director of wrestling operations position. And I'm sorry, Richard Pierce, but you are one of the dirtiest players in this book. I I have known you for many years. I have seen you stab people in their back. I have seen you turn on people. I I oh my gosh, next week is going to, I mean it was supposed to have been a cage match. Okay. I don't know if that cage match it's still gonna be a match. They're still they're still gonna have the match. It's just unfortunately well, I don't think it's gonna be a cage match. Well I'll tell you what, uh our our first guest is ready. We gotta uh, take a quick little commercial break and uh we will be back after these messages and uh we'll have our we'll have our first guest uh, after these messages, so uh, uh, stick with us. Is this thing going to do this again? All right, hold on a second. I'm going to have to do it from here. Uh, one second here, folks. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange. It's an extended stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring right now. Ladies and gentlemen, she is the hottest independent wrestler in the world today. Ladies and gentlemen, you do not want to mess her because she will put you in a world of hurt. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Morgan Mercy. Hey, you guys. This is uh, Morgan Mercy. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live uh, Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. Matthias, I'm so sorry. That's all right. Well, he, he's been he's been called worse. I had. Uh... Uh, an injable thought he was known as the Messiah earlier, but we'll talk about that later. So uh, how are you, Morgan? Here's what we're going to do here. Uh, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, uh, and then I will uh, ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and I'll, I'll bring you back to me and ask you the tougher questions. So uh, go ahead. Oh, I like those. 
Uh, well, a little bit about me. Um, so I am a professional wrestler here in Dallas, Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth. I don't want to make the Fort Worth people upset. Uh, and I bring my own brand of brutality to the ring, just like anybody else, but I do it way better than them, and I'm way more aggressive. Uh, I've been wrestling for a little over a year now. Uh, So, you know, I hit it hard, and, you know, everybody needs to stay out of my way. I appreciate you talking me up like that. We ain't going to have no problems together. Uh, but yeah, so I've, uh, I'm the current APW women's champion for those that don't know that's here in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, from a promotion called advanced pro wrestling, APW, uh, I'm their women's champion and have been since June. So I'm making my mark here in Dallas. Well, you know, uh, you know, being in Dallas, uh, you know, uh, we have uh, Big Swing, uh, who's not here tonight because he's covering uh, Yankee baseball, but uh, he is a... He did uh, one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about Jim Jawan? That was from Big Swing for you, I guess. Are you a Cowboys fan? I hope you are. <laughs> well, in the uh, in the interest of staying on everybody's good side, I'll say, I'll say the Cowboys are right. I myself am actually from Missouri, so by law I am required to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I, you know, Uh-oh. you're born in Missouri; it's like a birthright. You got to cheer for the Cardinals. You got to cheer for the Chiefs. Something about the color red. Granny, don't say anything yet. We'll we'll get to that because uh, we'll, we'll talk I'm, about that a little I'm bit. I'm not going to say a, I'm not going to say a word. Well, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. You, you'll love it. You, we'll, we'll get back to that. Oh, in a second. I know. We got Morgan. We got Morgan Mercy, Mer, uh, Mercy is our guest here. We got about uh, 25 minutes here. So now, when you wrestle, are you uh, would you consider yourself a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart? Are you a high flyer like oh, a Rey Mysterio? Are you just a baller like Stone Cold Steve Austin? Ooh, you know what? I'm my own person, but I will tell you, if you had to put a label on me, I'm a powerhouse. I can mold myself to anyone and everyone in that ring. I can be a technician. I can be a high flyer. I'm actually surprisingly agile for my size, but for the most part, my style is more of a beat them up until they don't get up anymore kind of approach. Well, uh, well now you know. To put a name on it, powerhouse, Now you know why I stopped calling you at 2 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Morgan Mercy is uh, our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We got uh, 23 minutes here with Morgan. Now, when you 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 know you've been in the business for uh, you know for quite some time now, and uh, when you first decided to get in uh, to the wrestling business, what was your ultimate goal? You know, my my ultimate goal, first and foremost, it's going to sound cliche, was just to do it, just to make myself commit to doing this and fulfilling this lifelong dream that I've always had. Uh, you know, ever. You know, I'm sure you hear a lot of people that say they've always wanted to be a wrestler, but I myself, I remember in middle school putting on what I want to be when I grow up, and it was a professional wrestler, and, you know, got laughed out of the building and all that. But, you know, and, here I am. And do you consider yourself to be more of a uh, a heel, a baby face, and in between, or are you more of a crowd individual? I mean, crowds tend to turn on me pretty quick. I mean, you would, too, if I'm beating up on your favorite wrestler. But, you know, if 
if I had to assign it, I would say I'm more of a heel. But that's just by my nature. I'm just more aggressive. Well, this is going to get really interesting. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to Granny Hulkster. Uh, she's a big Chiefs fan, uh, but uh, she's going to like you for that and just like you for something else. Granny, what do you have for our guest, Morgan Mercy? We have 22 minutes. Go ahead. Well, Morgan, welcome to the show. And I am glad to hear that you are a Chiefs fan because I am too. And we just made a touchdown, by the way. Hey, that's perfect. <laughs> so we just, you know, despite the, some of the calls the first half, but, but um, now Granny does not like the heels at wrestling shows. I'm very popular at wrestling shows, and I have a lot of friends that wrestle in Texas. And you probably know a lot of my many friends that wrestle in Texas. Oh, yeah. Granny. Granny and her family and a good friend of ours had the opportunity to come to WrestleMania this year. That was our very first WrestleMania. So All right. we had an amazing time. time. We had an amazing time at WrestleCon. I actually got to be interviewed by the people at Fight T V and it was right. it was absolutely amazing. So uh but my question to you is uh, <clears throat> excuse me. My my question to you is if you could have any kind of dream match, what kind of match would it be, and who would you want it to be against? Ooh, are we talking living, dead, it any era? It doesn't, ma- it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ooh, who would I like to have a match with? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with the first one that popped in my head, Awesome Kong. I think we would just go in there and just knock the tar out of each other I and think just you throw each too. other around that ring. I think you would, too. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. I, we have, that, uh, that would definitely be my pick. We have uh, Morgan Mercy as our guest here. we got uh, 20 minutes. Now, Morgan, I'm also going to introduce you to our uh, our resident wrestler. Now, he, he, he saw some uh, footage of you. Uh, in your gauntlet for the gold against Phoebe, and he he was telling me how uh, uh, he could uh, how he could probably take you. So we're going to have you talk to him about now. Oh, really? uh, okay. Nightmare, what do you got? Go ahead. Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's oh, number right. one heel, the current reigning EWI Diamond and APW World's Heavyweight Champion. Matthias, welcome on to the show. Yes, Icon likes to get me in a lot of certain situations, but just like you, I'm a powerhouse. I can take it to any kind of length I'm supposed to, especially with my diamond title being on the line. I can go to the extreme as much as I want. I'm also known as a human pincushion, where I've been poked by barbed wire, thumbtacks, glass, anything else that comes my way, and I've still gotten to rise to the top. But anyway, my question to you, my fellow wrestler, would be what has been one of your biggest challenges uh, in the inside the industry so far? Oh, man, that's a tough question, isn't it? Uh, you know, I'll go with this. So before I was a wrestler, you know, I was working a desk job. I won't name a company or anything. But I was working a desk job, and I said, man, I really hate this desk job. Uh, and at that point, you know, I was 250 pounds. That's not so much for, you know, you male wrestlers. But for a female wrestler, that's pretty heavy set. Uh, and, you know, I was 
I hadn't done anything athletic for, you know, at least a year or so. This is this is very early COVID. Uh, so I, you know, all my muscles had atrophied and everything. And I will say probably the biggest challenge is getting fit again, getting back to a place where I can do what I do in the ring and do it well and, you know <laughs> – not not to not look like Shamu hanging out in you know the middle of the ring, uh, but yeah, that would probably be my biggest challenge. It feels like feels like that's kind of an every answer, but I will say ring fit is a different kind of fit, and I'm sure you agree with me. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. It's always a different like you know everyone says like as you said it the ring fit's a different fit because. You know, you you do so much well in that professional wrestling ring. And uh, in my opinion, and from what I've heard and also a lot of other people's opinions, pro wrestling is one of the toughest industries to get involved in, much less succeed in, not only with mm-hmm. going and traveling and your and expenses and ring gear and possible injuries consistently – it's uh it's it's a killer industry to get involved in, but it's also a very passionate uh industry to get oh, in. Yeah. And since you say you're a heel and you are the current reigning APW women's champion, and I just so That's happen right. to be APW world heavyweight champion, all out pro wrestling out of Wisconsin, I think maybe if 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 ever possible, if you want to travel over to my APW or if I need to go travel yeah. to your APW, maybe we'll either need to go one-on-one and determine who the real APW champion is, or we can team up and we can take some more gold or capture some other APW stuff for ourselves. Ooh, that is a tantalizing proposal. Uh, because, you know, because uh, with me being six foot two and 260 pounds, I'm already a powerhouse in and of myself. And I've already got a North Dakota posse in the slides, guys. Sorry, Granny, but it was bound to happen. So maybe I need to start building other places. And since Miss Granny Hulkster over here has not conducted business towards Ozark Mountain Wrestling, maybe I need to go a different direction and head down to Dallas-Fort Worth and that kind of area and, and make my impact known. And then maybe we'll travel over to Ozark and we'll make our impacts known you know i have been to ozark i've met granny holster she already knows me well uh i am gonna consider that proposal because i would love to make my way back to ozark and i would love well, to granny, make an even bigger impact we got so you I'm, got I'm two big wrestlers waiting uh, to come to you a little bit separately well sorry hey, i yeah I'm pre- Bring it on! I'm I'm ready. You know, I mean, I'm. We just had a great ladies match at Ozark Mountain Wrestling Saturday night. Uh, Misty Marks against MJ Santana. So you know, it was it was a great ladies match. My hands tied behind my back. I think you probably could. That's right. That's a great answer. And you cannot deny when two champions want to come toward you, and you don't have to come to them. Mm. Well, you know, hey, you know, I'm I'm ready, you know, bring it on. <laughs> now we just wait. 
we have uh, we have a Morgan versus a guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we got about 14 minutes. And for those of you who are regular listeners of the show, you know that if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Air Monday Live Monday, like that, go to 89.1 Ken's FM page, like that, do a $10 a month uh, a donation, Power of the Tower, we'll get you qualified to win a. Uh, an autographed picture from a past guest, current guest, or future guest. Uh, and uh, Heidi, would you or Morgan, would you be willing to send us a few uh, autographs for giveaways? Uh, sure, I could probably make that happen. Okay, I'll uh, send you the uh, I'll, I'll send you the autograph information, the address information on uh, Facebook Messenger. We'll get that taken care of. Now, uh, now I'm going to ask you a few tougher questions, and then uh, Ooh, we'll we see. Uh, yeah, we'll see how the you respond thing. to that. Uh, now, <laughs> when you uh, when you uh, are, are wrestling and uh, you obviously, uh, you know, you, you have that knockdown, drag out attitude, uh, let's say that uh, someone from, say, like WWE or AEW is at one of your matches and they approach you and say, hey, you know, we're having tryouts or we, we'd like you to come uh, try out for us. Two-part question. One, is that something you want to do? And uh, if you do get that multi-million-dollar contract because you are a great wrestler, would you not big-time us and still talk to us? <laughs> oh man, honestly, I would. I'll, I'll talk to everyone and anyone who's into wrestling. I will talk somebody's ear off about wrestling all day. Uh, you know, we could talk about anything and everything. You know, wrestling's a huge world. Uh, but to answer the first part of that question, uh, if I were approached by a scout, say WWE, AEW. I, you know, I'm not the type of person to burn bridges. I would absolutely go there, show them, you know, what I can do, what I'm about, hope to impress, because, uh, you know, they, they've seen a lot of people roll through. Uh, but I will say that my probably ultimate goal is for AEW. That's, that's the promotion that I'm shooting for. That's the promotion I'm kind of working towards every day. They just, they just kind of vibe with me a little bit more. Uh, but, again, to answer that question, I would absolutely go to any tryout. Anybody approaches me on anything, I'm always out there. I'm looking to, you know, beat people up and get my name out there. And no matter how I got to do it, I'll do it. Well, you know, here's the interesting thing about that. Uh, there are there are people from AEW that do listen to our show, and I do know this. And we had a interview uh, well, not that you care, but we had an interview uh, with uh, an up-and-coming wrestler. She was 17 years uh, old at the time, and uh, her name was Kenzie Page. And uh, I asked her the same questions I asked you, and I got a, uh, I got a text message from uh, Big Swing saying, turn on your TV, you'll never believe who's on, and there was Kenzie Page. And after the show was over, I called her up, and I said, hey, Kenzie. She said, hey, Icon, I only got a few minutes, but I said, no, 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 I'm not going to take up any of your time. Uh, you said that you would not big time me, and you still talk to me, so uh, I'll let you go do what you got to <laughs> do. But there you go. And uh, now, and we're, we're gonna, I'm going to put the same thing to you. When you get there, I'm going to call you. Okay. Just not at two I'll in the morning. I'll definitely answer. All okay. right. I'll make sure to save <laughs> the number. You know, I won't do that thing where I'm like, "Who is this? I'm not even going to answer this." <laughs> well, my re- well, my relatives do that, so it's it's fine. Uh, so we have uh, Morgan Mer- uh, Mercy as our guest. Now, when is, uh, what, uh, what does uh, your schedule look like in the next uh, couple weeks or months uh, as far as what you're booked for? So uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, I'm pretty open. 
mainly it's my birthday month, you know, full disclosure. Uh, birthday month, celebrating, you know, hanging out, running around, doing all that fun stuff. Uh, but coming up, my next big match is against, and uh, Granny Hulkster will remember this one, against a, a, a gal down here named Machiko. Uh, and if Granny Hulkster remembers correctly, I beat her black and blue up there in Ozark. Uh, but she gets her rematch here with me November 4th, Martin House Brewing, for anyone in the area, they're in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, for Matt War Pro. And I'm going to make it, too. I'm going to beat her again. She wants to come back for more. I'm going to give her more. Granny, do you, do you remember this person? I do. I remember, yeah, I remember the name, and I remember, yeah, I, re- I remember That's that right. name. That's right. Granny Holster so. tried to put money on it. Granny Holster tried to bet <laughs> against me, well. which... She learned that day. I don't know about. Do I don't she know about. I don't know about. I don't know about betting against her. I don't think I really did any betting, but you know. Did you but, hit her with your cane? No, I did not hit her with my cane, and and she I haven't better. even been using <laughs> my cane. I haven't even been using my cane now. When I went to Texas for you know WrestleMania and everything. Yes, I had to use my walker because it was long distances, you know, long walking and you know it when I got tired I had to sit and rest, you know, but oh, yeah, everything that being twice said, far here in Texas. Everything's so spread out. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't care much for driving in Dallas either when I was there. So. Hey, I live here and I don't care much for it either. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, my uh my favorite uh my favorite town in Texas is Frisco, Texas. Uh, I go down there every January when uh, the Bison play down there. And uh, I'm pretty well known down there. As a matter of fact, I believe, unless people threw enough darts at it, uh, there is a picture of me up on the wall at a Twin Peaks down there. And uh, I, I, lo- I love Texas, uh, especially Lubbock, Texas, uh, the home of Buddy Holly. So, uh, you know, and you mentioned that you said you're in Dallas, right? Is that correct? Yes, sir. No, where are you Dallas. Okay, so uh, you're familiar, and I know that we're getting a little weeds here, but uh, you're, I know you're familiar with the DART, which is the Dallas Area Rapid Transit. Uh, I'm pretty well hey, known on that little. I'm uh, impressed that you knew that. Well, I, look, I'm pretty well known on that little uh, mode of transportation as well. That's a story for another time. Uh, I don't want to get a therapy <laughs> session going here. We have uh, Morgan Mercy as a guest here. We've got about eight minutes left. Now, we won't spend too much time uh, on it because it's still depressing, but we're, we're finally starting to turn the corner. I think it's in, in our rear, rear, rear now. But uh, how did, you know, in 2020 we had COVID. How did that affect your career? Uh, so, uh, like I had mentioned, I decided to really pursue pro wrestling as a serious endeavor, as a serious career move. Uh, in early 2020, shortly after, you know, everything started locking down and all that. Uh, so I had started training in, uh, July of 2020 and, you know, the numbers spiked up, everything got a little crazy there for a minute. Uh, so, you know, took a little bit of time off, came back, started training again. Uh, numbers went crazy, you know, did its whole thing. You know, y'all were there. Uh, so then I ended up taking about six months off of training, you know, really working on my body and working on uh, developing my knowledge, you know, because obviously uh, wrestling is not just a physical sport. It's a mental sport, too. 
so I was really, you know, improving my mental game. Uh, but whenever I came back, I really hit the ground running, and I've not stopped since. Uh, and that was about, oh, that was early 2021. So here for the past, like, year and a half, I've been wrestling every chance I get, taking, you know, myself to places that I never thought possible, up there to Ozark Mountain. Uh, I just went down to Houston, oh, gosh, last weekend. Yeah, last weekend. Uh, so, yeah, I'm all over the place, and I'm really just trying to make up for lost time. So I will say 2020 had a huge impact on my career, but more in the sense of kind of moving the starting line, if so to speak. Well, you know, it's funny how you said said that, how wrestling is a, you know, is a mental game. Uh, it, it's interesting how you say that because we, we have um, um, uh, a friend of Matthias's, uh, and uh, he is uh, known as, what's his name again? Which one are you talking about? Granny's favorite guy. Oh, Sylvester J. Fox. Yeah, Sylvester J. Fox. He once told us that uh, uh, wrestling is 90% half mental. And uh, uh, sometimes and sometimes when he's in the ring, he always says, hey, it's deja vu all over again. Anyway, but that, that's, that's a story for another time, too. But anyway, so I'll tell you, uh, Morgan, uh, if our fans want to check you out and see it, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, what do you got? Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, I've got all the social medias. Um, I'm currently working on getting a uh, YouTube together, but you can find me on Instagram, and that's at Morgan of Mercy. I'm going to find whoever took Morgan Mercy, and I'm going to take that name back. Uh, so you can find me there on Instagram, Facebook. It's Morgan Mercy. All, you know, it's the name. You can find me. I'm a pretty big deal. You'll be able to find me pretty easily. Uh, well, I know who I know who took Twitter. it with Sylvester J. Fox. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna hit him up. I'm gonna find him, and uh, we're gonna get this all sorted out because you know, obviously, I am deserving of the handle Morgan Mercy. See, 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 my see, you try to get me and my slides guys in trouble all the time, but you do realize we are the strongest growing faction in North Dakota history. We are the modern day NWO. We've got me as the Scott Hall. We have Mac. The Diesel lookalike. We have the system, the Hulk Hogan impressionator. Or, I mean, he plays a violin, but he's very talented in the ring. And we got Sylvester J. Fox, who likes to swing a golf club. And our guys are growing more and more steadily every single show. And Sylvester J. Fox is the Eric Bischoff of yes, that equation. He is exactly the Eric Bischoff you know of the equation. He set us all up. You keep comparing well, well, to the New what, World Order, to NWO. I'm going to say y'all are way better than the NWO. I've heard good things. Well, I know it. See, now, Sylvester J, J, uh, and Matthias, I have been bragging you guys up. But uh, we, only, we only have about uh, – we got about 60 seconds here left. Uh, so real quick here, Morgan, if you, ha- if you could give advice to uh, someone that's just getting into the business that's listening right now, what advice would you give them for an upcoming wrestler? Enjoy the journey because it's a good journey. Turn off your brain and enjoy it. And one last question I have. It's kind of an ego question. You know, I made you a cool collector's card. I just want to know what you thought of that. Oh, I love that. That was awesome. I really appreciate that. I'm going to have to send you some new pictures. Awesome. And then, yeah, if you could send us a few autographs. Yeah, if you could send us a few autographs for our giveaways, we sure would appreciate that. Can do. Can do. 
All right, Morgan. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we definitely would like to have you back on again. And like I say, I promise I'll stop calling you at 2 in the morning because uh, now I know how tough you are. Uh, I just saw videos, but now I believe it. Uh, but uh, I do appreciate it, and hopefully we can get you down here to our wrestling promotion and have you come down to wrestle here at some point. And uh, I will... If you come down here, I'll be uh, I'll be your bodyguard because I uh, I can get cappuccino, I can carry bags, and uh, uh, stop a bull at least one time. Oh, perfect! All sounds great. Thank- awesome, thanks, Morgan. Hey, thanks. Appreciate you guys. All right, Morgan Murphy, uh, Mer- Mercy Lady. I cannot talk tonight. I I don't know what it is. Uh, I had a cold this weekend. I'm I'm probably getting over some uh, repercussions it looks like our next guest is waiting in the wings we are going to take a quick little break uh and uh we are going to uh play a little message from one of our sponsors and uh after that we'll be back with our uh, guest if this will work and it doesn't seem to be so um uh let me uh fire it from here as a non-commercial radio station ken's fm survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost, and it's as little as $10 a month. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle as quietly as possible. Here she comes. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one, the only, Deborah Voorhees. Hey, this is Deborah Voorhees. You're listening to Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.9 Kins FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the grandmother of wrestling, Granny Huckster. And the modern nightmare, Matthias. How are you, Deborah? Good to have you with us tonight. Thank you so much. I'm doing terrific. How about yourself? Well, we're doing pretty good, and it looks like uh, uh, you share uh, something in common with our, with our previous guest. Uh, you were born in Dallas, Texas, and she's from Dallas, Texas. So uh, I guess we're having the uh, Texas reunion tonight, I guess. Well, I definitely lived in Dallas for quite a while. I was actually a journalist with the Dallas Morning News, but I was officially born in Amarillo, but I don't even think I was crawling when I left the place. <laughs> uh, Deborah Voorhees, yes, here's what we're going to do here, Deborah. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, and I'll ask you a few questions, and then we'll do a roundtable, and I'll come back to you and ask the, the more difficult questions. All right. Um, well, uh, I am a long-time um, actor and director, writer, uh, producer. I was in Friday the 13th um, many, many moons ago, back in the 80s. I played Tina uh, in part five. 
Um, and I also most recently I did a film called 13 Fanboy, and I brought back many of the alumni from uh, Friday the 13th uh, for a crazy stalker fan to come and hunt them down. And uh, we had a tons of fun doing that, and I um, co-wrote it. Um, I produced it with a producing partner, and I also directed it. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, you, you were talk- we're going to talk a lot about uh, Fanboy uh, because, as a matter of fact, um, uh, when I when I introduced him to uh, have you ask some questions, uh, our horror film guru Matthias, uh, I know he's got a lot of questions for you. So, now okay. this uh, this this Fanboy movie, and as a matter of fact, our next guest. Um, uh, after you, you might have heard of him. His name is uh, Christopher Norris. Uh, he was also in Fanboy, if I'm not mistaken. He was. I had the pleasure now, of killing him. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, that's probably why he's not calling in right now. Uh, so now, uh, you were in uh, you were in Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, and uh, at the time uh, they. Uh, you know, they said that uh, this is going to be the last one, blah, 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 blah. Now, do you think they've made way too many of the Friday the 13th movies, or do you just like the fact that they keep coming back and forth to it? Definitely not too many for the fans. Um, they are waiting for that 13th one. Um, after that, I don't know whether they'll want to keep um, having more come come back, but they're des- desperately anticipating the 13th one. And uh, how many are they up to now? What? Twelve. I don't even know. Twelve. Okay. So now, mm-hmm. do you plan on being in the uh, the third one or the thirteenth one? Well, I died in Friday the Thirteenth, so I'm not expecting that. It would be well, fun you know, to direct it. Well, mm-hmm. the reason why I asked that is, you know, I mean, if you watch like if you watch any of the Fast and the Furious movies, I mean, everybody in that movie has died and come back at least once. <laughs> You know, so, uh, you know, and I, I want to talk to you more about uh, 13th uh, Fanboy because uh, that's uh, one of the things that we want to uh, talk about. But uh, when you uh, decided to do the uh, Fanboy movie, uh, and, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, it was about a stalker that uh, I, I guess he stalked all the cast members from the movie. Is that correct? Well, not all of them, because that would be way too many, but we have a lot. Uh, We have two of the favorite Jasons. We have Kane Hodder and C.J. Graham. Uh, We have Judy Aronson from part, let's see, part four, Tracy Savage from part three. Um, I make an appearance in it from five, Ron Sloan from five, Um, Laura Park Lincoln and Jennifer Benko from part seven, and Corey Feldman from uh, 4 and 5, um, probably missing somebody. But uh, in other words, we have quite a lineup. Um, we also have the fabulous Steve Wallace, who, um, of course, uh, was from Halloween and E.T. and the Howling Cujo and more than 200 other films as well. Uh, before we continue the interview, uh, then I'm going to introduce you, Granny. We got to uh, we got to do a little, quick little legal thing, and then we'll be back after these messages. Okay. Hopefully, this will work. All right. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you. 
who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost, and it's as little as $10 a month. My mom thinks the 80s were gnarly, so here's another gnarly song from the 80s. And we are back here on 89.1 Kent FM, and we have the very lovely Deborah Voorhees as our guest here. Uh, before we go over to Matthias, I want to introduce you to Granny Hulkster. Granny, what do you got for our guest? Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. I am Granny Hulkster, the godmother of wrestling, and it's a pleasure to have you on our show tonight. I know you. you have done you have done a lot in your career. I mean, you have worked with some amazing actors and actresses in your career. What is your favorite thing about being in those types of movies like you do? It's the make believe. It's the being able to get up there and as a full grown adult begin be able to play make believe like a child loves to do. Uh, you get mm-hmm. to pretend you're somebody else. You get to be silly. Uh, being on a film set is just plain <clears throat> fun. Sounds like it. Deborah Voorhees, our guest here on 89.1 Kins FM. Now, uh, now uh, I'm going to introduce you to, uh, you know, you did the movie Fanboy, so I'm going to introduce you to the ultimate fanboy here. Uh, Matthias, the modern nightmare. What do you have for our guest? She was in Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. What do you got for our guest? Go ahead, Matthias. Well, first off, I want to welcome you onto the show. Yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, the current reigning, defending, undisputed EWI Diamond and APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias. Welcome onto the show. Great to have you. As a fellow horror fan, uh, yes, Icon kind of nailed it on the head. Uh, I'm a very big horror fan, especially the old-time slashers and stuff like that. Um, So if I'm mistaken, I better not be mistaken on this. You were killed with shears in your eyes. Is this correct? That's true. Garden shears. Yes. Okay, yes, you got the shears in the eyes, and then you got your face kind of cut in half. Okay, that I had to be sure. I had to remember. But um, welcome on the show. It's awesome being able to talk to you. Now, thank you. As we all know, you you got killed by Jason Voorhees, or as uh, as one of the in Friday the Thirteenth, one of the best slasher films uh, series of all time. What would you say Jason Voorhees is your favorite horror movie villain, or is there a different series that you liked better? Well, if we're talking about a series, yes, I'd have to go with Friday the 13th, um, at least for slashers. I do have some um, ghost ones that I absolutely adore, like the Conjuring series and the Insidious series as well. 
And is there, uh, since you already played victim to uh, to Jason, is there any other uh, any other uh, horror movie villain you would be glad to uh, be taken out by? You know, I'm pretty open minded. I wouldn't uh, mind Michael Myers taking me out. <laughs> oh yeah, one of the one of the other better slashers. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I was gonna say you can't say me because that'd be too easy. Or our producer. <laughs> well, I mean, they can't. I mean, I don't think you'd be enough do enough damage as like a Michael Myers or a Jason Voorhees or a Freddy Krueger. I don't think you'd get anywhere near that kind of damage. But uh, <laughs> what what was one of your uh, favorite films growing up? Was it a horror movie? Was it a like what kind of got you into wanting to be an actress. Well, uh, th- those would be two different answers, but the, um, the honestly, uh, you know, I grew up in the time of the Universal Monsters, and so okay. I loved Frankenstein's creatures. I loved Dracula. I loved those old black and white. Um, the the horror film that probably scared me the most, though. Uh, was a little bit later. I was 12 when The Exorcist came out, and I saw it all by myself and definitely had a bit of trouble sleeping for about two weeks. (laughs) Okay, then uh, you mentioned that that movie, The Exorcist, gave you the creeps and stuff. Is there any movie currently out there that you, like, that will still get to you, that will make you, like, cringe or or scare you, or is it kind of like, you know, I'm grown up, I know what's going to happen. No movie really scares me. Because my movie would be terrifying. Oh, no. I, 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 I love the scary movies because I do get scared. Um, I, it would be a really sad day the day I don't. I mean, certainly there are some movies that I haven't gotten scared out that I would have liked to have. But um, the two that got me the most, most recently was The First Quiet Place. and the, but, but that one was still – it was um, – um, you know, it's a creature feature. So creature features, yeah. you know, it's not like you're ever scared when you walk out of the theater. It's just while you're in the theater, you know, you've got your, I actually threw the popcorn by accident on that. Cause I jumped so hard that I flew the, the popcorn, my hand went up and the popcorn went up and down. <laughs> and then, uh, but the, the one that really got to me where I was like, holy shit. And oh, um, just really got, worried uh was the uh the the last insidious and it's the okay. one where they had the tagline the devil made me do it which i kind of thought yeah. was a tagline being kind of cheesy i thought it was going to be wasn't going to be that scary but oh my gosh it was oh yeah definitely there's uh the only thing that ever really gets to me like i can watch any scary movie now because like i grew up on the slasher films and i my first ever movie i ever saw was scream and that movie really mm-hmm. wasn't, like, the scariest out there, but it was one of the better ones due to, like, the story and stuff, the the classic whodunit type of situation. Right. That kind of turned it around for the slasher films uh, going up uh, later on in the years. But one thing that will always get to me, just because it just looks so painful, is the second kill in the original um, uh, Hatchet. Uh, with the right. uh, with Kane Hodder playing uh, Victor Crowley, where he rips mm-hmm. the woman's mouth in half, he like, mm, takes yeah. both her jaws and rips it in half. It's just like I can just feel my cheeks re- ripping, and I can just I can right. just feel that pain before like you know you're, you know you're just ripped in half, and it's just it's just incredible how that series, um, comes up with like the 
the kills that it came up with. Like it, it was very creative uh, with its style of kills, especially with Victor and stuff. Is there any right. film series today that you think is one of your favorites besides Friday the 13th? Is there one that's been like intriguing? Because for me, uh, the Saw series uh, from mm-hmm. one through five or six, like that whole storyline was, was absolutely incredible and how they made it last that long was uh, was pretty intriguing, and it always has been one of my tops for that. Right, right. I don't know that I could actually pick a series for that, but I can tell you that the um, an, another film, and it's more in the adventure realm, but it's tons and tons of violence it, and tons of blood, so horror fans should really love it, is Bullet Train. To me, yep. they had just some amazing inventive, um, kills and 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 just the sheer number and volume of the kills was just pretty mind blowing. Absolutely, like one film I want to see because I've heard it is very gory and it's just got a lot of kills is Terrifier Two. Um, right. I want to see that eventually. It, it came out in theaters mm-hmm. last weekend, but I was completely busy, so I was unable to watch it. So I'll have to find my way to to getting to it because Art the Clown is a very creative uh, uh, horror movie villain. And now I'll right. go. Probably one last question here. Icon kind of mentioned it, that do you think there was too many Friday the 13th films? Do you think, in your opinion, is there any series, slasher or otherwise, that should have quit at a certain film? Like, for me personally, Halloween should have quit a while back. And how they, and it it was kind of stupid how they had Halloween kills uh, last year. But then they already knew, we already knew there was going to be a Halloween end the next year. So we knew that, oh, Michael wasn't going to die and it was going to continue on. Whereas, in my opinion, that movie, Michael probably should have died with that huge mob attacking him. And the fact is that uh, they didn't use Jamie Lee Curtis as well as they should have. Is there any series for you that should have quit while it was ahead or should they keep making um, you know, I still need to get to the this most latest one of Halloween, but I saw the last one before, and I loved it. I really did. And so like I am kills? looking forward. Uh, no, I, the, the um, yeah, the Halloween 2018? kills. And then I am definitely looking forward to seeing Halloween ends. I should have already seen it, but I have been, you know, traveling and going um, 90 miles an hour lately, so I just haven't had time to do it. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And as far as yeah, um, not doing it, I guess as long as the fans are enjoying it and they can come up with good movies, I don't see why not. Um, that, I'm certainly that not going to tell a series, you know, no, it's time to end. I don't know when it's time yeah. to end. Um, if everybody loves it, why not? Yeah, because like, like, like you just said, as long as fans are enjoying it. Like with Halloween Kills, personally, I didn't like how they didn't use Jamie Lee Curtis as well as they should have. They had her featured a lot, and they kind of just had her in the hospital the entire time. But, I mean, like, it's, like you said, of course, you know, no matter if you like the previous film or not, you're still going to go to the new one because it's like it's just going back and it's revisiting your favorite flasher or whatever. So on Thursday, actually, I'm going to see Halloween Ends, and I'm really excited for that. And one other film I was really excited for was the new Scream that came out this year. And right. to me it was pretty predictable, but of course mm-hmm. Scream was the Scream was the whole was the series I grew up on. That was the very first horror film I ever saw, so of course you're going to go see it. 
and then with the new right. Friday the 13th coming up next year, of course you're going to go see that. Or the new right. Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out on Netflix, of course you're going to see it because you're you're a huge fan of the old stuff, so you might as well go see the new stuff and just compare right. it or, you know, or have your own opinion. But before I let Icon go back to you, uh, one of my favorite series uh, so far, they're not series, um, my favorite trilogy that I'm going to be seeing here shortly was the X trilogy. I don't know if you're familiar with that series at all so far. I am. The trilogy. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely, I enjoyed X a lot, but in my opinion, I think Pearl was a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm super excited to see Maxine when it comes out. Like, I was super stoked when you got to see the teaser trailer at the end. What's your opinion on that? Right. Yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to that one, too. Absolutely. Uh, we got to take a quick little time out here. We'll be right back. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ-FM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And we are back here on 89.1 Ken's FM with uh, Deborah Voorhees. Uh, we have, well, we have about 11 minutes here left with Deborah. So now, if I can just ask one more question. Okay, quick. go ahead. So as we were just talking about uh, with the whole X and um, stuff, I think Mia Goth is a great uh, character and a great actress all in general. Is there somebody in history, like in somebody in the current, you know, film industry and stuff that you have not been able to work with that you wish you can, like in the future or anything like that? Well, I am working um, on putting a package together for my next film, which is called um, Ruthless Games We Play, and I am seeking um, a lead for that. And so I'm not going to name names, but that would be the person. (laughs) Okay, well, I mean, you know, if you ever need a 6'2", 260-pound love interest or, you know, (laughs) serial killer, I'm I'm your man, so just got to let me know. Love interest, serial killer, I got you down. Perfect, thank you. And uh, also a uh, also a great bodyguard too would be great as well. Now uh, I'm kind of curious now, yeah, being in um, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, and uh, you know your 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 name is uh, Deborah Voorhees, and of course uh, the you know Mrs. Mor- Voorhees, of course, was uh, J- uh, uh, Jason's mom. So did uh, do you think that's one of the reasons uh, why you got cast? Because you had the, the name association, you think? No, not at all. Of course not. You have to first be the right character. I mean, if they, you know, um, you have to be right for the role. You have to be able to act. And if I couldn't have done all those things, it wouldn't have mattered. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like my family was producing it or something. You know, it's just a name, and a complete coincidence, which is so funny because I've had this. This name's been in my family since um, at least the 1300s. And, uh, you know, uh, we have a uh, fan question here from the chat room, and it's kind of funny. Uh, you know, you were in uh, Friday the 13th Part 5, and, of course, Kevin Bacon was in Part 1. They ask, what is it like to know that you can be associated with ten, uh, uh, the 10 steps to Kevin Bacon? Uh, oh, yeah, no, the six degrees of separation. Oh, that what it is? Okay, okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's just like, it's like, who can't you link to uh, Kevin Bacon, and you're one of them. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Deborah Voorhees is our guest here, and for our fans that listen uh, regularly, you know that if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, and you like that, you go to 89.1 Kens FM like that, uh, and do a $10 a month donation power tower, we'll get you automatically qualified to win an uh, autographed picture from a past guest, current guest, or a future guest. Uh, Deborah, would you be willing to do that for us, send us a view? Sure. Awesome. Okay. So now, uh, this uh, the, the movie The Fanboy, I'm just kind of curious, when... Uh, uh, how did the, this come about, uh, the development of uh, Fanboy? Well, I had talked to my producing partner. We were discussing a different project, and he asked me what it was like with horror fans and if anything scary had ever happened. Basically, I said, well, horror fans are just like a bunch of grown-up kids. They're lots of fun to be around. And he asked me if anything weird or scary had happened. And I said, well, there's been a couple of uncomfortable moments, but for the most part, no. But uh, the two I explained to him was one, I received a message on Messenger on Facebook that said, wouldn't it be cool if you died in real life like you did on Friday the 13th, which you'll note that line is in the movie. Um, and then um, about three weeks later, um, I blocked that person, by the way, and three weeks later, um, I'm sitting at home at my desk. It's late at night. I'm working on a scary story. Um, you know, I have my, uh, you know, no drapes on my, um, you know, French doors and um, single light on. And I get a ding on my phone. It's This time it's my personal phone. I do not know if it was the same person or not. But um, said, I'm watching you. That kind of creeped me out. And then I got an immediate, like, three more dings. And um, it basically was someone pretending to be Jason Voorhees and that he was there to kill me. And um, right about that moment that I finished that story, my producing partner said, that's our movie. And I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) That's a really scary idea. Because that's real life, it could actually happen. I was kind of thinking more of a pretend monster. <laughs> so, but after thinking about it and uh, realizing how freaky it was, and when I started thinking about how I wanted to do it and how I would make it come about, well, one, I wanted all the actors, they're basically being asked to play themselves. And that ups the intimidation factor because I'm not asking them to come on and play a character who's being stalked and potentially killed. I'm asking them to come on and be an actor. Um, I mean, play yourself as a former actor from the series, and you could be potentially killed, and stalked and killed. And that's just a lot more intimidating, and I felt like, there's um, a level there that we could go to with that idea that we couldn't go through. Um, even if we tried to, you know, do a traditional Friday the 13th film, um, that's not the kind of thing. You watch the movie, it's fun. You know, it's one of those popcorn things where you eat the popcorn and you kind of laugh at yourself when you have the jump scares. But at the end of it, you're not afraid, you know, because it's not real. And uh, but this was something real. Now I guess my next question is, you know, being in uh, being in horror films such as this, 
when you watch a horror film, do you do you feel that uh, you 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 mentioned you don't you you, you wouldn't get scared as much because you basically know how how things work with the camera turkey and all that stuff, uh, or do you still uh, sometimes jump sky high? Oh no, absolutely. You know, when I go into the movie theater, I put away everything I know about um, you know cameras and editing and all of that, and just enjoy the moment. So yeah, no, I definitely get scared. And uh, if uh, so, we can do this here. We have uh, Deborah Voorhees our guest here. We got about uh, four minutes left. So uh, so we can do this. If our fans want to check you out or check out Fanboy, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, a Screenfest. What do you got? Well, Thirteen Fanboy is on um, uh, Showtime, Paramount Plus, Hulu, Vudu, Amazon. Um, you can also get DVDs um, from Amazon, Walmart, Target, uh, Barnes and Noble, and several other places as well. So anywhere you you type in Thirteen Fanboy, and you're going to find plenty of places to watch it. If you want to follow me, the best place is to go to Deborah Voorhees Sheer Horror Group on Facebook. And uh, do you have any uh, upcoming projects that uh, uh, that uh that you can talk about, or do you have to kind of keep those up under wraps? Um, well, the what I'm working on right now is a horror thriller called Ruthless Games We Play. Um, I can't t- say too much about it right now, uh, but we're in the early stages of development. I'm also working on a ghost story and a reincarnation story, both of them horror thrillers. And... Um, um, I'm also creating a screenwriting course um, that's kind of like a step-by-step guide of how to write a screenplay. I've just had so many horror fans ask me, um, you know, how do I do this? How do I write a screenplay? And some of them have never read or learned anything about it. Some of them have even studied theory and read books on it, took courses and stuff, but they are still stuck. And I thought, well, there's got to be a better way of explaining it. And so that's what I'm trying to do is to give you basically a step-step-by-step way of making it happen. And uh, one other thing I do got, uh, I do got to say hello to you from my mom. She loved you in Dallas when you're on that TV show. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. That was a fun, fun set to be on. Uh, it wouldn't have been funny if you'd been the one that killed Jr. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I can I can actually better that because when I used to walk on the set, Jr. would sing to me and he would sing, uh, "Debbie Sue, I love you" instead of the "Peggy Sue, I love you." That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Deborah. We got about uh, sixty seconds here. Uh, we do want to thank you for being on with us tonight. You are so awesome, and uh, I understand uh, if you uh, will unlist my number. If you won't ever take my calls again, I'll understand that. <laughs> but we would definitely like to have you back on again because we have so many, so much more stuff to talk to you about and ask you about that we didn't get to on this one. Well, thank you. I would enjoy that. Awesome, and uh, we we love you, Deborah, and you are awesome, and. Uh, Whatever you do, 
make sure all those doors and windows are locked because you never know who uh, who might be out there, and you never know if uh, the icon is going to come knock on your door with Matthias. <laughs> I'll remember that. <laughs> Thanks, Deborah. I'm trying to get a roll here, Icon. Don't ruin this for me. Well, I, I won't. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, thank you, Deborah. We love you. You are awesome. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye bye. All right, Deborah Voorhees, ladies and gentlemen. What a great interview that was. I uh, I I knew Matthias that you would uh, you would definitely enjoy that. Well, I mean, of course, you know, when you when you have a horror movie icon like that, it's just like anything horror, anything wrestling. You got me on like. Literally, we could have sat there and talked with her for, for the entire show, or like even uh, even um, oh, I can't remember her. I always forget her name. The one we had from Scream, the one in the pink shirt. What was her name now? Oh, I I don't remember. Yeah, I can't. I you're can't. supposed to remember. You're <laughs> yeah, supposed to remember for me. I, I forget. Um, but yeah, when we had her on. I could have talked to her for hours about Scream and stuff like that. It's just like anything horror, anything wrestling. I could talk for hours about it. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, our, our next guest is uh, waiting in the wings. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be going to him uh, shortly uh, if, this will, if this will play. If not, we'll just have to go with it. But let's see what happens here. And, of course, not. Uh, so, anyway, uh, stepping out of the ring, uh, out of the ring, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, the star of Fanboy, the man that made it the number one selling horror film in the year 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man himself. He is Christopher Norris. Hey, this is Christopher Norris, Jimmy the Janitor from 13 Fanboy. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. How you doing, boys? Good, and I do believe that uh, you are aware of the PG language, correct? Absolutely. I live my life that Thank way. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, so we have uh, Christopher Norris, I guess, here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and uh, we, we have quite a bit of time here with uh, the fanboy himself. We have about 38 minutes. So here's what we're going to do here, Chris. If you give us a, uh, a background about yourself, then we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Oh, boy. Well, that sounds intimidating. Um, well, let's see. As far as the uh, relevant bits, I got into film uh, right around 2008. I was uh, had the honor of being Harrison Ford's stand-in for the Indiana Jones film when they were shooting in uh, Connecticut. Happened to be living out in that area at the time. Um, and so really enjoyed that, being on set behind the scenes. A wonderful experience. Um, a few years later, um, was able to get in on a film called The 24th, which uh, was directed by Oscar winner Kevin Wilmot. Uh, he and Spike Lee won their Oscars for Black Klansman. So um, that allowed Kevin to go on and do his uh, real historical picture, the 24th. Uh, so that was kind of fun, really cool picture. Um, and then was also uh, shortly after that able to get in on the eyes of Tammy Faye with Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. And uh, I believe Jessica went on to win an Oscar there. And uh, so, you know, most importantly, of course, that led to uh, my involvement with thir 13 Fanboy and uh, Dee Wallace, who I think we all believe deserves an Oscar. Uh, I did read Stephen King said she should have won one by now. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, 
spoiler alert, um, I did hear Deborah mention uh, that my fate may have been sealed during that film, but, uh, you know, we're, we don't want to spoil anything, right? Well, actually, what we're going to do is, uh, if they don't put you in uh, the next film, what we're going to do is we're going to pick it and uh, protest and uh, do all that other stuff uh, <laughs> to make sure that uh, you're, you're, uh, you continue in that. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask right you on. a few questions, and then uh, we'll do a uh, we'll do a uh, uh, roundtable, like I said. But uh, I'm just kind of curious, what is it like standing in for? Harrison Ford and being on the set of Indiana Jones, what was that like? Uh, it was very surreal. Um, you know, good practice for behaving yourself. You know, um, I am, uh, well, you know, we're 52 now, uh, I think I'm up to, but so, you know, growing up as a child watching Star Wars with Han Solo and, uh, of course, Indiana Jones and many, many things that came after that, uh, it was very surreal to just be right there um, in the same space with him and speaking with him a little bit and, you know, kind of when, you know, as his stand-in, I, I stand in the places where he would normally need to be while they're setting up the shots and the lighting and so forth, and then he says, get out of the way, kid, you know, and you you, you move, and then he goes and does his thing. So um, it was kind of the the opportunity of a lifetime for me, uh, you know, pretty hard to figure out, you know, okay, who would be the biggest star that would be really fun for, you know, to go ahead and, and work with. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really cool. Uh, it was kind of cute. The, the weekend that we were shooting um, was just before the first Transformers movie came out. And so they were teasing poor Shia LaBeouf, uh, calling him robot boy. Uh, they had no idea how big Transformers was going to be, but uh you know, it was kind of neat to to be there with him before he really had an awful lot of recognition. But you know, great and time. unfortunately for him, unfortunately for him, I, I think he's kind of uh, been uh, been blackballed or something, hasn't he? He hasn't been in very many things lately. Um, yeah, I haven't followed him terribly closely, but yeah, I'm not sure what happened. Um, he he seemed like he was kind of out on a, uh, an art tangent or something. I'm not sure. Um, I, I thought that he had done some, you know, more risque kinds of pictures and things like that. Um, not sure exactly what his message is, which is unfortunate because I'm sure that that has something to do with it rather than just being strictly commercial. He's probably got a, a path he's trying to follow and, and something he wants to show people, but it's getting lost. And uh, when we come back to me, I'm definitely going to ask you about uh, the eyes of Tammy Faye because uh, you got to uh, uh, be with uh, probably the gal that I would, uh, well, I would take like eight bullets for. Uh, I would uh, <laughs> get cappuccino for. I'd carry your bags up a hundred flights of stairs. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, before we do that, we're going to do a roundtable here. First off, let me introduce you to Granny Hulkster. Uh, now she uh, she just loves uh, you uh, you horror film guys and she is uh, uh, she wanted to marry Indiana Jones when he first uh, appeared on the big screen so Granny what do you have for our guest Christopher Norris go ahead well welcome to the show we appreciate you being on uh, taking time out of your busy schedule um, my pleasure you know icons already ask a lot of good questions kind of what I was going to ask but. Um, what is your favorite thing about doing the type of movies that you do? I mean, what's your favorite thing about this? Um, I think in loosest terms, I would probably say it's the creativity of it. Um, some 
things are very fluid, uh, which is a good thing if you've got the right people together. So, you know, you've obviously got an awful lot written and scripts and so forth. Um, but that ability that as things come together, if something doesn't feel right or isn't feeling right or someone just has a thought um, and you can go with it and make something that much better right there on the spot um, is a really fun aspect of it to me. And then um, I've, I've built a lot of toy car models and ships and planes and all that sort of thing as a child. So um, being able to go and produce something and then see it afterwards um, is kind of, it really resonates with me as well. So I like that that's, idea to go ahead awesome. and put hundreds of hours into something and then say, look at how beautiful that is. So that that's what works for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Christopher Norris, our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we have about uh, 32 minutes. And uh, for our fans that are listening, uh, regular uh, listeners of the show, if you uh, go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, like that. Go to 89.1 Ken's FM page, like that. Do a donation to Power of the Tower. We'll get you automatically qualified and win a uh, autograph picture from a past guest, current guest, or a future guest. Uh, uh, Chris, would you be willing to uh, send us a few for that? You bet. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, now, Chris, uh, now I know this uh, gentleman is going to bore you uh, because he is a horror film guy. <laughs> and uh, as a matter of fact, obsessed, I would say. As a matter of fact, I just saw him go on uh, Amazon and just ordered uh, 20 copies of the fanboy. Uh, so, uh, Matthias, The Modern <laughs> nice. Nightmare, what do you have for our guest, Christopher Norris? Go ahead. Well, first off, I want to welcome you on to our show. Yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream, every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current EWI Diamond and APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias. Welcome on to the show. Yeah, Granny, isn't it kind of like a coincidence that Icon always tends to take our questions when he does the first few? He always tends to take <laughs> the ones we always like to ask. But um, I guess all kind of go into the same realm with uh that i did with deborah here um to you what was one of your favorite films and which one uh was was the triggering point to say hey this is what i want to do uh for a career oh boy um well let's say let me say first um nightmare matthias you know that explains why i've been unable to sleep for the last week leading up to this so uh, <laughs> thank you for that um, You're welcome, man of my dream. Yeah, I did warn him about uh, you in the past. There you go. Uh, so, uh, well, and I had touched on this before as far as really uh, enjoying kind of tweaking on model building and things as a child. So um, Star Wars, just seeing all that magnificent model work that they had done and making those little models come to life, that, that kind of magic was probably what really piqued my interest. Um, you know, that I've, got so many different films that I'm a fan of that I enjoy watching, but there weren't a lot early on as a child that I said, Oh, I, I want to just go do what that person's doing, you know, take their place in that particular film. Um, but it, it was a little bit more gradual just realizing that, wow, I enjoy this stuff so much, you know, it would be cool to, to go ahead and do that and to help bring that joy to other people, you know, do the That's creative cool. work. Uh, yeah. And, and pull other people in. Um, I've, I guess I, as I say, I mean, I'm sorry if it's a weak answer, you know, being that it was no. gradual, but um, I've been, um, I'm kind of, I'm an electrical engineer by training. So, you know, I'm a little bit hardcore that way, 
Um, but I've always been an entertainer. Um, I've been on stage since uh, I was three, I think. Um, you know, every musical, school play, all those kinds of things. So kind of had that dichotomy. Um, so I've just always enjoyed either telling jokes or singing on stage, playing guitar, you know, uh, coffee house shows, whatever it is that I can get an audience for and just entertaining people and making them smile. So uh, this is just kind of the next evolution. Okay. And then is there a, uh, a film series out there, whether horror or not, that that you think should have ended before? Like like with, uh, let's say, for Chucky for a reason, like you should have, they should have ended it at <laughs> – Bride of Chucky or like Scream, I should have ended it at, at two or like there's any any series that you would say like that should have quit while it was ahead? And you can't say this show because that would be too easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, don't worry. It will probably be over after this interview. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, I really enjoyed uh, Joyride, the Paul Walker film, uh, Lily Sobieski, Steve Zahn. Uh, the first one a lot. I mean, I've probably watched that one almost as often as Jaws. It just feels really rewatchable to me. Um, the sequel did go downhill. Yeah, and then I thought, well, let's let's give them the chance, uh, call it a mulligan, and see if they can do better with the third. And um, I mean, not so much. So, uh, yeah, I think that one probably should have been left alone. But you never know until you try. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, Christopher Nor- yeah. uh, Norris is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. Now, I'm going to ask you, uh, we-, we are going to talk a little more about Fanboy because uh, you were involved in that, and uh, our our previous guest was also involved in that. So we're going to talk, uh, we're going to get your perspective on it first, but I just got to know, what is it like <laughs> hanging out with Jessica Chastain? I mean, I fell in love with her watching Molly's Game. I've seen that movie 50 times, and I'm not kidding about that. I am obsessed nice. with that movie. What uh, what is it like hanging out with Jessica Chastain? Uh, she was wonderful. Um, I didn't, you know, as as these things go, there's downtime, but um, you really don't, you can't talk somebody's ear off, if you will. You know, they're they're kind of in the zone and things like that. Um, I had the the benefit of actually being there for the final days of the the entire shoot. So, um, you know, she came out and they had done kind of a a raffle. Everybody put money in and and that sort of thing. So I actually got a little bit more chance to interact with her once we had wrapped um, and everybody was chatting. But um, she was just super nice and came over and shook my hand and, you know, thanked me for being in the picture and all this kind of thing. Um, But, yeah, just super sweet, Um, you know. And I know you didn't ask about Andrew, but, uh, you know, same way. I was actually amazed how humble he was, you know, he's, he's Spider-Man for so many folks and um, has done some other smaller pictures and things um, that I really enjoyed. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was just, you know, just there to get the work done, but friendly and, and smiling and, you know, very, very warm and welcoming as well. So uh, yeah, it was, it was a great set to work on. Well, you know, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about, uh, uh, I actually can I ask one more question now that it came to my head. I, <laughs> I guess. Okay. So, so I should have asked this about Deborah, but like as a professional wrestler and that I am back in the day when I'm first watching this kind of stuff, like, and like if you were to go to like an event and you would see that person that you saw on TV, like for me, if I would have saw, you know, Triple H or Rey Mysterio or Batista or the Undertaker out in public, I would have probably been like, Oh mm-hmm. my God, you know, it's him, blah, blah, blah. would have been freaking out. You know, would have rushed over to talk to him and try to take a picture of him, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. 
But whereas, like, now that I'm actually involved in the business and I'm actually a wrestler, you know, I was at a, I was at a, um, a, whatever you want to call it, a conference type situation. Um, I'm trying to, or I'm trying to think what they call them, uh, here in wrestling, but I was, I was there and it was hosted by a, by two former WWE stars. And when they walked in the door, we were all just like, Hey, how's it going? You know, like we treat them like they were one in the family. Is that kind of the same with, uh, like with you and your experiences? Like when, when you were watching a, a star on TV versus how you're on camera now, is that kind of the same thing for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll have to admit, uh, I, when I was on sets and working with Deborah and the other folks who were there at the time, um, in fact, my son was actually able to be used as an extra as well. He's in the classroom scene, um, adjacent to, to my part. Um, I did not get a picture with Deborah cause I was just too intimidated to really talk to her very much. So, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's sort of, it depends on who it is, you know, I mean, I hear I'm, I'd, I'd been chatting with Harrison Ford, you know, <laughs> Jessica Chastain, all this sort of thing. And then I saw her and was like, I don't want to mess with her. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. I was just too intimidated. Um, so, you know, I, I brought it to her attention after the fact. And she's like, oh, my God, we didn't get a picture because, you know, she does so much of it. There wouldn't have been nothing wrong. But um, I was just like, I don't want to get thrown off this set. I'm just going to sit where I'm supposed to be and, you know, kind of wait, which was overkill. You know, I mean, it didn't have to be that way, but uh, it was just yeah. so important to me. And, and um, I, I don't want to say intimidated because it's really not that way, um, but just more like in total respect mode. So Yeah, exactly. Um, you're you're more like a, just like, hey, this is the bigger star here. I'm going to sit and I'm going to maybe try to talk to her later on. I'm not going to bum rush her like, you know, any typical kind of fan because I'm actually on set with her. So it's a whole different right. experience at that point. Like I, yeah, I remember absolutely. it was called a seminar. That's what we were mm-hmm. at. We were in a seminar and when they both walked into the ring or they walked into the building, we were like, I was like in my head, I'm like, Holy, you know what? Like, Oh my God, it's them, blah, blah, blah. But then when they walked by, it's like, Hey, how's it going? And they're like, Hey, good. Like, where's the locker room? And you pointed out and then you can go and sit there and just chat with them. And it's like, it's like you were friends for, for a while, but it's like, you know, you're just meeting the person. It's like, Holy, they've been on TV. They've been a, They've been making millions of dollars on TV. It's like I used to watch you when I was a kid, and it's just it's incredible. But it's like, but when you're, but when you're at an event, you're like, okay, you know, I'm I'm one with the people, and I'm just here to chill, and I'll talk to them whenever I get the opportunity, and and just hoping that they're you know willing to talk to you back. You know, don't have too big an ego. Right. Yeah, and and everybody's just a person. You know, I mean, you you just have to be respectful. Um, you know, you're not trying to take anything from them. Just you know, hey, appreciate the work, and it's all good. And uh, I've actually done um, the Friday the 13th Minicon in Blairstown this past May, uh, doing autographs up there. And um, I've even prior to that show, I've become very good friends with Ron Sloan from 13 Fanboy. Uh, and even though Tracy Savage is in and around my scenes um, in 13 Fanboy, we were one was busy or the other as we were doing things. So I didn't really get much opportunity to speak to her during filming. Um, but then when the pressure was off, you know, we were at the shows and things like that, um, really got to know her a lot better. And so we're friends now. And, um, you know, so it just, it's when there's pressure that, Hey, stuff has to be done. You know, you've got to do it. You you need to respect people's time. Um, but yeah, outside of that, they're great. Exactly. And like, and it was just, it's kind of cool. Like I've met so many people that have been on TV for years and it's like, and even sometimes I get a little, you know, 
but then they tell you it's like, hey, it's okay, you know, I'm just one of you, and it's and it's just always it's always a strange feeling getting to meet your idols, and you're not yeah. like you know you're not like having a heart attack while you're trying to take a picture, and you're like, oh my god, it's you, <laughs> but it, it, I just I forgot to ask that to Deborah, but yeah, it's it's, it's always a different. It just feels so odd, like you know, you're just you're one of them instead of, you know, hey, I saw you on TV 20 years ago and you 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 made my influence here. Now I get to see you in real life and work with you. It's just, wow, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Christopher Norris, I guess we're on 89.1 Kent FM. We got about uh, 20 minutes here with Christopher. Now, you know, I was gonna kind of uh, kind of go into that a little bit, like when you're on set with these individuals. You know, uh, I actually have a different approach, and uh, you guys can believe this or not believe this, but it is all 100% true. I actually got to work security for President Bill Clinton uh, when he was here at the um, at the Fargo Civic Center, and I got to meet him. And I always wanted to meet a president, and the first thing I said to the president was, you're Bill Clinton, instead of anything else. <laughs> I, the first thing that came out of my mouth was, you're Bill Clinton, and he's like, well, yes, sir. And who are you? And I said, Well, I'm I'm doing security. He said, Well, that's that's nice. It's nice to meet you. I I I can't tell you how many times I've said when I met somebody famous, uh, like a couple weeks ago, uh, Matthias, who got beat up by one of my heroes, Eric Bischoff. Uh, that was actually the first thing I said to him. He was like, Hey, you're Eric Bischoff. He's like, I know who I am, but who are you? Now, <laughs> there's got to be a moment though. That uh, you've met somebody that you that you like idolize, and you never thought that you'd ever meet, with the exception of Harrison Ford, uh, that you just had like uh, a reaction like bleh, 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 you were totally tongue tied. You couldn't think of anything to say when you met the individual. Who might that be? Well, I mean, as I've kind of hinted at before, Deborah is probably the closest to that. Um, you know, it's one of those things that I can be pretty talkative. Um, like I say, I'm a performer. I've been on stage, and I was just like, why am I just not really having the courage to talk to her very much? You know, we had talked plenty um, on the phone and text and things like that. But, um, yeah, for some reason, it's just I can't predict how I'm going to feel <laughs> around people in particular. So I was probably more well, intimidated. Your eye is a lot different. Yeah, well, you know, the really sad is. thing is if I knew that you want to talk to her, I would let you call in as a guest. I, I, as a... <laughs> <laughs> well, because, like, the whole oh, I, thing, I, too, is – when I got to meet Eric Bischoff, like, you know, I was I'm like, holy crap, he started the NWO. He was the thing of, he was the leader of WCW. Not only do I get to meet the guy, but I actually get to have him involved in one of my matches. Well, he decided to stick his nose in it, but that's a different story. He decided <laughs> to make himself known at my expense, but you know what? Normally I'd be super PO'd about it and I would be making a huge hissy fit about it and whatnot, but it's like, you know what? I'm going to let this one slide. He, he's one of the biggest names in the business, so I'm not really going to sit here and go, oh, you know, Eric made, or made oh, yeah. fun of me and, and hit me, and I'm going to be upset about it. Like, nah, no, thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to say I got to work with one of my heroes, Eric Bischoff. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, as you heard, Deborah, Deborah killed me, and I'm not, you know, I'm not sour over it. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's I wouldn't be good. either. <laughs> well, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you, you talk about that. It's like, uh, you know, and uh, you know you're 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 you are a Hollywood elite individual, and uh, you know, 
most people wouldn't even uh, take my calls. At two, well, a lot of people are upset I call them at 2 in the morning, but you were actually like, hey, what the heck, I was up. I could talk for like two minutes, so I'm going to go back to bed, but thanks for waking me up. I appreciate that. But one movie yeah. I want to ask you about, uh, I'm not familiar with, I was kind of, maybe you can uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the 24th. Uh, could you tell us a little yeah. bit about that movie? Sure. Um, so that is about the 1917 Houston riots. Uh, there, the police in Houston were mistreating the all-black infantry, and uh, so ultimately the, those black soldiers rioted and killed a whole bunch of people. And so that led to the largest murder trial in U.S. history. There were 65 of these soldiers, these men, on trial um, at once for murder. And uh, so I auditioned to just be a guard in the background or something I thought yeah nobody will see me I'll just be out there in the melee somewhere and uh, once I spoke to the the production folks they called me back and they said well can you be the defense attorney for these 65 men in the film I was like sure why not you know (laughs) I'll sit in the front of the courtroom no problem so um, but yeah it's I I was very pleased with how that one came out it's got a pretty good score Um, I haven't looked lately but I think it's like 86 or something Rotten Tomatoes um, but yeah, very well received, very well done. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church is one of the leads in there. Um, he's been around for quite a while. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you what it was like working and meeting uh, Lowell Mathers uh, of Wings, which of course <laughs> right. is Thomas Hayden Church. You know, right. Yeah, it was it was actually very surreal. You know, certain people. Uh, it's funny because just like Harrison Ford, uh, I wasn't I didn't realize how real his voice is. You know, I I had assumed he's got this perfect deep voice and everything in the films, and they're probably doing some audio work on that. You know, but it's cool. He sounds good. And then when he's in person, and it sounds like it's coming out of your speakers watching Star Wars or something, you're like, wow. So uh, I was waiting for costuming and things like that, uh, you know, pre-production and heard him before I saw him um, behind the partition walls and stuff. And it was just kind of a trip because I just know his voice so well. Um, You you know, know, and I'm sure you And I I didn't hound him, you know, it wasn't like, hey, talk to me, talk to me. Uh, But it was really cool. Well, you know, I'm sure you had to ask him about uh, being the Sandman. I'm sure you guys, you guys talked a little bit about that. Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> Tried to be respectful. Okay, uh, we have uh, uh, we have uh, Mr. Uh, Norris as our guest here, and we're on eighty nine point one Kiss FM. And uh, unfortunately, you know, we only have uh, uh, we only have about fourteen minutes left. I wish it was fourteen more years because uh, you're awesome. There's so many uh, things that we want to talk about. But uh, when you, oh, thank uh, you. When you got involved in, like, for instance, the eyes of Tammy Faye and uh, being a stand-in for uh, Indiana Jones, uh, did you uh, did your agent call you up and say, "Hey, I got this opportunity for you"? Uh, did you uh, did you know the director? Or how did how do you uh, how do you uh, get a role like as a stand-in for Indiana Jones? Um, that one, they had an open call. Uh, for extras and things like that. And as I say, I was up in that, living in Connecticut at the time. Um, My father lived about a mile from the film set, in fact. So I thought, okay, I'll at least go up there and wait in line and turn in my headshot. And um, they got overwhelmed. They got like 10,000 people coming in. And uh, so they 
picked me out of those 10,000 people and said, you know, well, instead of being an extra, one of these students in a sweater way off in the distance, you know, are you okay with being Harrison Ford stand-in? And so I said, yeah, you know. Will I you, like, that. twist and, my arm? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, you know, because the trade-off was that as an extra, if they use you, um, you can point to it and say, hey, look, there's me, that tiny little dot on the screen. Uh, whereas as a stand-in, um, it's not a stunt double or anything. It's you're not on film. You're everything but on film. So, um, you know, I sat on the motorcycle with the, the stand-in for a month and, uh, you know, moved that to where it needed to be and sat still and smiled and make, shine lights in your eyes and make sure they can see that your eyes are hazel like his are, you know, all these kind of things. And then once they think they've got it right, then he comes over from, from first unit um, and, you know, takes your place and then does his, his shots. And so then they have me go get into the, you know, the cars and things like that and they, they race them around and make sure the lights look good and that they can see you sitting up in there. Um, and then they put the actor in there. So um, it was very intense, very exciting because it was a stunt show. Um, you know, you don't just see a quick stunt once like you do on the film. Um, you actually get to watch them try to accomplish these stunts and eventually get it done right. So, um, you know, there's, there's close calls. Um, so it was actually quite thrilling. Um, and to have full set access like that, we watched these poor extras all dressed up like it was fall, even though it was the 4th of July weekend, but they had them all dressed up in nice warm <laughs> fall sweaters and things and put them on the corner in the sun and said, well, if we need to sprinkle a few of you around, we will. And the ones that I saw didn't even get used. So they got to just sit in the corner and sweat. And um, I had free reign of the set. So I was, you know, I was touching everything, the motorcycles and cars and whatever else um, through necessity mostly. Um, but it was just really neat to, be able to now look on screen and say, oh, yeah, I can actually get to hold that, you know, all these different things. So, yeah, it was really cool. You know, but yeah, that one, an agent did get involved very quickly. Um, but for the most part, it was just, uh, you know, watching for opportunities. Uh, Christopher Norris is our guest here on 89.1. Can't say I've got 11 minutes. Now, Chris, I know you don't have an ego because uh, uh, you consider me a friend, but when you uh, when you got <laughs> the – when you got to, when you got the standard role for uh, Indiana Jones, did you like, uh, uh, did you like uh, call up like guys that bullied you in elementary school and say, "Hey, I'm in this movie and you're not," or uh, did you send like press <laughs> clippings to uh, like your teachers that said that you would never do anything? Uh, did that ever happen? Did you ever? Because I I would do that. Um. Well, you know, I, I don't have that much of an ego. You're right. Thank you. Um, and I'm not that smug. Uh, there were, I tend to, <laughs> I tend to try to put things together. If I see something and I think, wow, this person would really like that, uh, then it reminds me of them. And I, I make that connection. So, um, sure. I mean, certainly my childhood friends that we watched those films growing up, I was like, Hey dude, watch, you know, I can tell you what's going on here. I was in it. Um, but, uh, no, I, I didn't have too many people tell me I wouldn't make it. So, <laughs> didn't have a lot to put in anybody's face, thankfully. Well, I guess maybe that's me. Uh, and my time is coming. Uh, it's getting close. Uh, we have uh, yeah. Christopher Norris as our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM. Now, uh, one thing, Christopher, I want to ask you, is there someone that uh, you'd really like to work with uh, that you haven't had a chance to work with yet that you uh, might in the future? Like if, like an actor, like, like for instance, you want to work with The Rock or something like that. Is there, like, someone you really want to do a, a picture with or be a stand-in for? Um, I, Being that I grew up on some of these older shows, um, I've always kind of ad admired John Schneider. Um, 
you know, I know he's not doing a lot of larger films and stuff now. He's got his own independent studio and things like that. So um, that's probably low-hanging fruit. I could probably pull that off if I um, am willing to travel. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's he's one of the few that when I have these discussions with my wife, I was like, all right, so I've already done this. You know, what, I need a new bucket list. I've worked with these people. I've met these people. You know, what, what else haven't I done? You know? <laughs> um, so he's still on the list. Uh, but it's, well, you in know, terms I'll of anybody what, bringing in – there's nothing with wrong with wanting to do a picture with the Dukes of Hazard. There's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, oh, yeah. I've uh, I've talked to John Schneider several times, uh, trying to uh-huh. have him as a guest on it, but he's always busy on Monday night, so I can't ever nail him down. But uh, oh, okay. yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you on that. Uh, and every yeah. time I talk to him, he said, "We're not going to talk about the Dukes of Hazard again, are we?" I said, "No, we're going to talk <laughs> about Eddie Macon's run this time." You know. <laughs> right. Now he's just such a cool guy and he's he's all about the fans and you know he understands how important all this stuff is to them. Uh, just seems very genuine from from what I can tell. So yeah, just a lot of respect for him. Now, is there any uh without letting the cat out of the bag if you can, uh what uh what uh, uh do you have any projects coming up now that you're working on that you can kind of tell us about or something that you're uh that you're going to be auditioning for that you could let us know about? Um, I don't have anything that I can really share, um, all kinds of threads, you know, that's kind of how this stuff goes, which was a little bit of a learning process for me. Um, things get caught up in turnaround and so forth as the industry term. So, uh, I've had a lot of things that looked like they were about to happen and then they got reshuffled and reorged. And so I just keep waiting when people say, oh, that's actually going to be three months from now, you know, versus two, uh, uh, so I do expect there will be more, um, but I don't have anything solid enough that I would be allowed to share. So I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> well no, that's fine. Uh, you know, we get a lot of our information from imdb.com, so if any of this information is uh-huh. inaccurate, you'll have to blame them. But uh, one of our fans yeah. had asked me to ask you about uh, the profile picture they have for you on uh, imdb.com. It's like they asked if you were, like, trying out to be the next James Bond or something in the tuxedo. Yeah, I would be down with that. Um, I'm afraid they might think I'm a little bit too old, but I don't know. I, I think I could pull it off. Where was that picture taken with you in the tuxedo? In my backyard here at home. Okay, and uh, I believe that is your uh, next year is your lovely wife, I would guess. Absolutely, it is. Awesome. And... Uh, uh, you know, even though it's uh, uh, past, we uh, wish you a, uh, a happy wedding anniversary. I just so, uh, celebrated my first, and uh, uh, you guys, I believe you guys are celebrating your 21st, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, about 26. At this, 26. I just okay. went by. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Christopher Norris, our guest here on 89.1 Kent FM, and we got uh, we got about six minutes. Uh, so we can do this here. If our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, or TikTok. What do you got? Um, yeah, I've got a uh, Facebook account, uh, Christopher W. Norris, same way that I'm listed on IMDb. Um, I do spend a fair amount of time in Deborah's group, which is the Deborah Voorhees Sheer Horror group. Uh, so... I'm pretty easy to find that way, uh, so people can go ahead and reach out or friend me or whatever they'd like to do. Um, I, I tend to keep my posts and things PG, and I like to be silly, but uh, you know, not cross any lines, not get myself banned, of course. So, uh, yeah, uh, family friendly. 
And, uh, you know, uh, some of our fans might ask, uh, well, uh, your show's about wrestling. What does it have to do about wrestling? Well, I can uh, give you the connection. Uh, you uh, were involved in Tales from the Dead Zone with Brett the Hitman Hart, correct? Um, yes, uh, peripherally. <laughs> I, I don't appear in that one, but uh, yes. Well, you were a producer on that, correct? Right, yes. So what what was it like uh, meeting Brett the Hitman Hart, one of our heroes? Um, well, sorry to disappoint you on that one. Um, that's really more of a sponsorship role, so I didn't actually have any onset time with those folks. Uh, so I didn't get to meet him, but I did grow up watching him. <laughs> and uh, th- there's one other thing I was going to ask you about, uh, um, uh, if you can talk about it, uh, Demons of the Dawn. You play Ray Grant in that movie. Is that, uh, is that coming out soon? Um, Demons at Dawn, I believe that's the uh, Chris Sanders, uh, the director on that one. Um, yep, I, uh-huh. I would have to go back and double check. I think he may have just repped on that one. Um, I, w- I used to be in touch with him a lot more closely early on in the production and in his prior films. Um, but, yes, I do think that one should be out soon. Awesome. And uh, what um... – what what does uh, the the uh, what does the rest of the year look like for you? Uh, do you uh, uh, do you plan on uh, doing more uh, uh, producing, or would you rather do acting, or is there like one aspect of a film project that you prefer more than the other? Um, yeah, at this point, I probably would prefer to leave a lot of the the heavy lifting clerical producing type stuff to other folks, um, and just go ahead and be a goof in front of the camera. So, yeah, probably the acting aspect, um, you know, without – sorry, I can't give too much more detail, but there's some definitely some talk about some series and television work in addition to film and things like that. So um, a few different formats that should keep it interesting, um, you know, assuming that these things come to fruition on the, the currently promised dates. And how about uh, directing? Would you ever want to get into directing rather than producing? Um I my I don't have the immediate urge to do it, um, but I think that the more that I am directed by other people, that I'm going to get to where I'm like, okay, you know, I could do it better. You know, I think that's what happens. You you take enough direction, and you're like, okay, I don't need you telling me what to do. You know, I know what to do, and I'll tell the other people what to do. Um, you know, not in an arrogant way, of course, but just um, more of a confident way. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've actually had people talk to me about that. Uh, I, would, I don't feel comfortable doing it yet. I don't think I've, I've learned quite enough. Um, but, uh, yeah, it certainly could be in the cards. Uh, Christopher Norris, I guess, here we we got about uh, 120 seconds left. Uh, one thing I, I do want to uh, ask you, Chris, if uh, you could give advice to someone uh, that's uh, just starting out, that wants to uh, be on set or get on set and do be a stand-in, what advice would you give them? Um, absolutely. With the, the social media and things like that, search around. There are tons of uh, local film groups. Um, I've actually worked on some sort of micro or zero-budget projects as well just to help people out and to have fun. Um, so there's ways to start to get involved that way and then network with folks on set. Um, they'll know people and put you in touch with their agents and things like that. And it, it, you know, hopefully we'll kind of snowball that way, Um, you know, do a good job there and they'll put in a good word for you. 
So, uh, yeah, I would absolutely just look around and get involved in some of the indie film scenes, sites and things that you see online. And uh, I was going to say, uh, Chris, if you, uh, uh, of course, our fans knew that uh, this was coming. If you ever uh, um, have a director come up and say, hey, do you uh, know of any uh, guy with a big ego uh, uh, that would be a cut up <laughs> on the set that we could just throw off after we're done using him? Uh, Maybe you can give him my name. I would. Uh, I would appreciate that. I'd. I'd be. I think I'd fit perfectly in that role. Yeah, if I'm ever in the mood for a really career-limiting move, I could do something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's just sure. no. You'd you hire Matthias for that. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was a package deal. Okay. It's all well, good. Well, it could be. It could be. Well, I'll tell you what, Chris, yeah. you are so cool, man. You are awesome. I thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, thank you. We, you if, cool if, too. if we haven't scared you away too much, we would definitely like to have you on again in the future uh, and help you promote any projects that you got coming up. And uh, you are awesome, and we love you, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Love to all. Take care. All right. Christopher Norris, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, uh, hey, you guys, we had another fun show, did we not? Yes, yeah, I think it was a pretty good show overall. And uh Granny, uh your your Kansas City Chiefs pulled it out thirty twenty nine. I'm sure you've I've it. had the game on I've had the game on the whole show. I've had my Touchdown Raiders That was not necessary, Big Swing, okay? That was not necessary, okay. Thank you very much. I, I hate to say it, but I hope win. the Yankees I mean, lose. I'm just glad that Jake they was. pulled that. You know, I, I'm just glad that they pulled it out. I mean, some you know, despite the first half, very questionable calls. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. You know, they the referees need to um, the NFL needs to needs to uh, reevaluate some things. I think <laughs> I really do. Mm-hmm. I really think they need to reevaluate some things, but. Now we just got to focus on beating Buffalo Sunday, you know, so. Uh, awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, hey, Matthias, you got any wrestling you're doing this weekend? we got a few minutes here before our theme song hits. No, again, unfortunately, this will not be a wrestling weekend. My next upcoming show will be in a couple of weeks, actually, in about 13 days in the Wapton Event Center in Wapton, North Dakota, for Below Zero Wrestling. Uh, I believe my match has not been announced yet, so I'm not sure exactly what's going on. All I know is my fellow Slive guys will be taking my side, joining me uh, in my quest to do whatever it is I have to do uh, for Below Zero Wrestling. And then, yeah, other than that, those are the upcoming two shows i got to look forward to, and then my upcoming two title defenses, and that's about it, unless Ozark Mountain Wrestling gives me a call. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I would love, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll even make a deal with you. If Granny makes that work, if she can get you hooked up with her promotion, uh, if you could stand it, uh, Matthias, you and I would go down there together, and we would have a uh, a weekend with Granny Hulkster. She can barbecue, uh, you know, we can hang out, and uh, she can show us around, and she can uh, carry our bags and stuff like that and get our tea and uh, all that other stuff. That would be fun, wouldn't it? I think uh, that's a, that's a good idea. What a, what a good plan, Icon. I think we can make that happen. And uh, oh, by the way, Matthias, and I don't, I can't let the cat out of the bag too much, but uh, we had the director on about two months ago, if you remember, and uh, he, he's going to be doing a movie about wrestling. And he did contact me, and it looks like 
something is going to happen with the three of us. Awesome. Uh, That's all I can say right now. I can't say any more than that. Well, I'm excited to see what the role, whatever it is upcoming, and uh, I'm always looking forward to the future, future projects. And if it's about wrestling, you know, North Dakota's number one heel, double champion, is in. Just as long as you don't mind. Well, I may not, I, guys, I may not barbecue for you, but I will definitely take you to a restaurant to get you good barbecue food, you know, because I I have a very small house. I, I really... I don't host parties, and I have a very small, older house that I live in. So I will definitely take you. If you guys come to Arkansas, I will take you to one of the best barbecue restaurants that I know for some great barbecue or All even right. Mexican food. If you all like Mexican food, we can do Mexican food, too. So All right. Sounds like a plan. we got, we got to go. Around here. Uh, everybody join us same time next week. We love you. Take care. You think you know me.